two Bibles. When I wake up from my bed, I'll take a look around. I can go straight left or right, or I can go up or down. This world will not contain me, because we will be renowned. Being led by the Holy Spirit, there's no more fooling around. And I said, Lordy, 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 Lordy. You know exactly what you're going to do. Oh, my goodness. Brothers and sisters, it is so good to be here in the house of the Lord. I want to start off by buttering you up, not with my sweet vocals, but with some gifts. Um, I was visiting with Donna Wolf last year, and she had just a box upon box of books because she was in a book club, and they were just sitting there collecting dust. So I was like, I'll take them. Well, they were sitting in my house collecting dust. So there's just so many, right? I would like to give some of these away. So the first one here is called Begin Again by a gentleman by the name of Max Licato. Anybody who, was there new people in here? I want to give this to somebody new who has barely come. So some fingers are pointing behind you. That leads me to believe <laughs> that I haven't seen you before. Would you, would you read this or gift it to somebody who would? It's all yours, brother. Welcome to the river of life. We're so glad you're here. The next one, a lady, you might have heard of her, Joyce Meyer. I think she's in the Christian circle for quite a while. She read a book, uh, Battlefield of the Mind, and I think this is segue on it, touching up more on it. So this book goes to anybody who has two thumbs and loves Jesus. Who is it? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Woo! And lastly, Todd Smith. I would be lying to you if I said I know who this guy is. But igniting revival fire for today. It sounds like there's a pile of devotionals from a bunch of renowned people, um, and they are simply sharing their revival experiences and prophecy into our lives. So I think this could be healthy for, how are we going to do this one? First one to raise their hand. <laughs> I saw it right back here. Be blessed, young lady. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan Takero, as Pastor said. I'm familiar with a pile of your faces, the faces that I don't know. Welcome, you guys. Welcome to our online guests. Um, we got family around who are peering in, I think, for the first time. And so welcome, Pat and Grandma and, and Dad. I think you're watching. That's awesome. You know Pastor Jake's watching. Um, I <laughs> uh, just want you guys to know that we pray for your well-being online there, and there's definitely a seat here with your name on it, should you ever choose to join us. You're more than welcome. Everybody else, that sounded degrading. I didn't mean that. You guys here, I look at you, and I see, no, no joke, I see Heaven's Army. I see some warriors who have um, made a decision to participate in what God has for their lives. I'm not telling you that because you're here in church, that automatically makes you a Christian. I am telling you that you made a decision to say yes, and I assure you 100% through the fruit of my life that that yes is gonna invite to so much more of God. So make this a habit. Make this a habit to continue to fill these seats. Make this a habit to stand for something that's pure and true and honest and loving. Our Heavenly Father is God. Um, so I welcome you, and I gotta figure out how to turn this on. Thank you for your patience. Uh, Pastor Jake asked me about a month ago to consider preaching. <laughs> Brother. You know, up until that point, I was nervous about him asking me to consider doing transition. 
that's the truth. I stand here humbly before you um, feeling underqualified. I look around and in heaven's army, there are way more people in here qualified than me to come up here and share the gospel. But he doesn't call the qualified, does he? What does he do? He qualifies the called. And again, here I am with my yes. Here at River of Life, we host his presence. And through that, we're going to transform the city by equipping the saints in the work of the ministry. And like Pastor Lupe said, I just have to echo that. I was lavished. I was just in a flutter of, there ain't no high like the most high. Forgive me if that offends you. But there is no high like the most high. I am drunk in the spirit right now currently, and I feel that's the only way that I'm up here. I used to DJ karaoke. I went out to karaoke this week Friday, um, and I don't got what I used to. I'll tell you that. Well, that's not the way that should sit. And uh, nerves started coming at me. So here I am in front of all you all, my family. Can I call you family? You guys are my tribe. And there's no nerves. There's no, there's no that, that weird thing that I had if I was going to okay or, or have uh, the approval of the crowd because God is with me. I woke up this morning after a month of preparing for this, for this uh, sermon, and it changed. <laughs> so somebody who isn't experienced in giving the word for God to just, mm, I don't think you're going to say that. Like, whoa, what am I going to say? Uh, and I, I, I plug into this Bible version app, and in the verse of the day this morning said, let the morning bring me, bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. God's word is always timely. I didn't, I know that pastor asked me to preach on yield and surrender, right? And that's easy because I have a testimony of surrender. I believe that we all do. Um, obedience is always going to be better than sacrifice. But you'll find in that, I heard this from pastor, so I can't take claim from it. But I totally agree with it. You can't have um, obedience without sacrifice, right? It comes hand in hand. We have to let go of ourselves and what we think we know. We can't have the peace of under that passes understanding if we want to continue to understand, right? We lean heavily on a heavenly Father who is with me right now, speaking through me as a willing conduit of His love and grace and mercy. It's so so good. Um, Isaiah forty eleven talks about how. He gathers like a shepherd the flock in his loving arms. So be encouraged today, ladies and gentlemen, that not just today here in the house of the Lord, every day, everywhere you go, he has you in his arms. It's up to us to tear away from that, and don't, don't choose that. Unfortunately, why, God, did you give us free will? But he did. Choose wisely. Choose life. Choose truth. So pastor's not here. Um, Pastor Steve's not here. Pastor Lupe wasn't supposed to be here. Uh, Pastor Mario is not here, and like I said, there was a lot of people he could have picked, and Holy Spirit chose me, and I'm just honored and blessed, and I don't take it lightly. Um, so I'd just like to open up with prayer, and uh, so if you would, please join with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for the river of life. God, I thank you so very much for your call in each and every single one of our, our, um, our journey, our path. Thank you, Jesus, for being the destination. Thank you for doing all the hard groundwork. Thank you that we can come to you through your rest through your peace, and through your victory. Lord, I want to pray a pr uh, prayer over our, our pastors, 
uh, Pastor Jake and Pastor Steve, they are visionaries. They mean kingdom business, and they put the work in um, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, and they just, they live, breathe, and, and move um, with your spirit, Lord. So I just pray for you to bless their time away with family. Uh, may they come back refreshed and renewed and uh, with loving arms, because, Pastor, while I appreciate the opportunity, <laughs> I would much rather be sitting down in the chair than, than being up here. <laughs> oh, good, I only have 45 minutes left. <laughs> Woo, all right. So, 2023, New Year Revelation. The last couple weeks, Pastor has been um, unloading, downloading, unveiling what he feels that 2023's New, Year, New Year's revelation is. Um, he went on to talk about how a lot of people make resolutions. And um, I saw, saw this funny, the Larry the Cable guy, he wanted to open up a gym that was only open to the middle of February so that people who wanted a resolution to work out could, you know, have an out that it was closed in February so I couldn't go anymore. <laughs> and so it didn't matter. I thought, I was like, that's solid, man. You're going to make some money there. Um, but yielding, the yield was, uh, was his word. And as I was writing that down, do we have a yield site? Ha! Ha! <laughs> I was writing it down, yield, Y-I-E-L-D. I just, God slapped me in the face with Ryan. Why I held on to that for so long, right? Because <laughs> I held on to some stuff with my own grit. By pure determination, I was going to give up smoking. I was going to be a better friend. I was going to quit drinking. I was going to do this. And that left me with a whole lot of um, regret, left me with a whole lot of failure and just um, frustration, honestly. So up until this point, Pastor has been doing a wonderful job receiving vertically from a heavenly father who is, in fact, a chatterbox. Um, you guys, for a month I've been meditating on this surrender and God continues, which made this really hard to put together because, well, I only have 45 minutes, Father. Like, what? Well, I can't say all of that. And he just hones and hones and hones and, and what we have, Holy Spirit, um, is gonna provide. Um, so a harvest of abundance and plentiful. The time is now. He's been building us up until this point. Uh, there was prophecy by Caleb, actually, his son, four years ago that said the train is coming. The train is coming, right? Pastor used to say, look to, your, look to your neighbor and say, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready, right? All that to lead to this year. All that to lead to 2023 where pastor said, heard from Holy Spirit himself that this is the year we're gonna look back on and say, this is when it all started. This is when it all started. We are no longer getting ready. We are no longer trying to prepare. We are ready now because now is the time. And if you have doubt in that, if you're like, oh, Ryan, I don't know, look at me. I'm 10-year-old Christian on the stage preaching. Bro, we don't get ready on our own strength, not by our strength, right? I would like for us to open up to Ephesians 1.3. This is where I want to jump off. This is my launching pad. Ephesians, Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians. You know, I got two Bibles. I bought a new one but I like this one better. I've heard it said that if your Bible's in bad shape, you're in good shape. So I'll, I'll hold true to that. <laughs> golly, golly, golly. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Everybody there? Praise be 
to the God and Father, I'm reading out of the NIV, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. What do we need to do to receive that? We need to step into that. I wanna do it my way, it's over here. Every spiritual blessing is right over here. What do I need to do? I just need to step into that. You guys are one yes away from just stepping into that every spiritual blessing that is there for you, that was ordained from the beginning of time. Being a Christian, I saw on the interwebs, is simply just the process of becoming who you already are. Brothers and sisters, we are perfectly and wonderfully made. There is no lack. The Lord is our shepherd. The creator of all is our provider. To rob him and say he didn't do a good enough job doesn't offend him, doesn't make him mad. It just cheats us of what he has for us, right? If I wanna give you a gift and you don't wanna receive it, maybe because in my humanness, I'll be like, well, that's hurtful, but he's gonna give it to somebody else. Don't sit in the stands. This year's the year. You have authority with every word that comes out of your mouth. You have the light simply by saying yes. Our yes is an invitation to his more. Pastor Jake has this wonderful way of telling us where our mission field is. He says six feet. I'm only five six, but I'll take the six feet. Right? Whatever we can reach. Whatever we can reach is our mission field. Some of us are gonna be called to the outermost places of the earth. Currently, I'm called to the outermost place of Galesville. Right? Um, I work at a company, a new company, a wonderful company. I'll get into that in a little bit. God is so very good and faithful. Um, but I wanna, I, wanna, I wanna hone in. I thank the Father for preparing the way, preparing your hearts for this message. Obedience is better than sacrifice, but obedience is always gonna require sacrifice. Surrender seems to have a negative connotation to it. Um, it implies a giving up after a struggle to retain, to resist, right? I surrender, I surrender. If you're new here and you saw people raising their hands and that's weird to you, don't, don't feel alone. I came here the first time and I was like, what are you guys doing? That is goofy, that's goofy. Um, guys are a little weird, aren't you? A little, taking this God thing a little too serious, aren't you? And on the same token, that very next weekend, I'm enjoying a, football game, and I don't know this is Bainham, but just for example, and Packers score a touchdown, and I'm just like, yes! Why can, I, why can I celebrate that, but I can't celebrate someone who took every ounce of debt and pain and worry and sorrow that I could ever muster up in my own strength and given me life and peace, right? So we surrender. We surrender to a heavenly father who wants better for us than we want for ourselves, that's a revelation right there, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. We have no idea. He is so faithful in me. It took me until I was 33 years old to come to the Lord. He never gave up, though. He, he just continued to set a seed, set a seed, set a seed. So, brother, Ephesians 1.3, that's how we're gonna get to, caught up to speed. Um, surrender, I gave you the de definition. Um, that whole obedience is better than sacrifice comes from 1 Samuel when Saul disobeyed the, the word of the Lord. Saul was supposed to um, take out the armies and do away with all of them and he was in fear of people. 
He was fearful of what the people were going to think of him by obeying the Lord. So instead, he did what they wanted. And in that, he lost his anointing as king. Something as simple as that. Like, he thought he was doing good because his army, his crew, his homies were like, man, that's silly. Let's keep this. It's going to be good stuff. Why would we just destroy it? Well, I fall victim to this as well. Still, to this day, my words have power. So I, I, I surrender that right now, right in front of you. See how I just surrender that? I no longer care what people think of me. And now I have to walk in that, which is right over here. Right? It's good. Oh, yes, sir. James 4, 7. Can we open up to there? Let's, let's turn to there. James 4, 7. Oh, so we rule Hebrews and then James. Is that how that works? It sure is. We're learning together, family. You with me? 4-7, submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. <laughs> so here I go with uh, how I took this. I need to resist. I need to resist, and I'm going to be able to overcome. Cigarette, you have no more power over me. I can do this. Hour two, oh my goodness, I can't do this. Golly, man, I'm so angry right now for no reason because I just need that, whatever that thing used to give me. I just want it right now. And I would fail. I would surrender to the grip of that. And may I start with, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, okay? If you are a smoker in here, that is not sending you to hell. That was a battle I was going through, okay? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to any offense for that, um, Everybody has their own struggles. This is just something that, I mean, I could easily throw out pornography as well, just to be vulnerable to you guys. There is zero condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll stop right there. Okay, so the key to that, we don't just resist in our own strength and might. We surrender. We submit to the Heavenly Father. We have to give that up to him and replace it with his loving kindness. Otherwise, it's going to continue to haunt us, right? He is the great giver, and he is also the great taker awayer. We just have to give it to him. There's a verse in the Bible, I don't know exactly where it is, but it says, cast your cares unto the Lord because he cares for you. Familiar? So how many people have casted their cares to the Lord but see that there's a reel there? And we just bring it right back. And you know what God does? He's like... You can have it. God is a complete gentleman. He's not going to not do anything we don't want him to do. Why, Lord? Just take it. You know I don't want it. I said I didn't want it. Yeah, but you're reeling it in, dude. Take it, man. Claim it. It's yours. You keep speaking it. Ooh. Golly. Golly, golly, golly. Oh, so we, come, we submit to our Heavenly Father. We let go of what we're harboring. We pray for his help, for his strength, and his guidance. Family, a humble heart is the, is the perfect setting for Holy Spirit. How can we be filled with Holy Spirit? <laughs> this is me talking to myself. How was I supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit when I was so full of myself? Ryan, get off yourself. Buddy, 
I had no room. I had no room for something better because I thought what I had was the best. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dad. I got a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old. And uh, potty training was fun, right? You guys, yeah, it's something that you do. And <laughs> I, I'm going somewhere with this. I wanted to let them know that there was a better way than that diaper, right? And slowly but surely, they would, they would, okay, okay, I'll give it a try. And then they would go hide in the corner, and they'd do their business and change me. Like, no, 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 that's not how this works. That's not how this works. We, the toilet, we use the toilet. And I, I just couldn't understand, as being an adult, that they would rather sit in their deuces than leave it in the, in the toilet. But it was, their, it was their crap, and they were comfortable in it. Will that preach? It's <laughs> surrender, the, surrender the diaper. <laughs> oh, brothers and sisters, Romans 12, Romans 12. Flip there if you'd like. Um, Romans 12, 1 and 2. How do we surrender? What do we have to do? I, we talked about the understanding, letting go of our understanding. We talked about submitting. And now I have to bring a fresh, I know we've heard this verse before, it talks about not conforming to the world. The world has a pattern of, of dealing with situations, right? I am not guilty of watching too much TV because it is a distraction to my face and my mind and my heart. Again, there's zero condemnation. I know where I'm weak. I can't turn on to that stuff and have my mind wander into, there's a lot of filth on there, if I can just be honest, right? And so I, I, don't, I don't give that my attention. I don't plug into that resource for entertainment. Um, that's just an example. But he's, he says, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Father? And yes, that's a, there's a light bulb that just went off to somebody's head. So... That'll mean something different to every single person in here. I'm gonna share my story with you. We're gonna go on a journey, and my journey is, is my journey. And I welcome you to sit in boldness and humility in your journey, okay? It's not gonna look like mine. There may be some similar points, but take for, am I doing something wrong? Am I echoing? Take for, take for your faith, that mustard seed of faith that God honors and plant it and let it grow. Amen? Amen. So, who am I? Who is Ryan Takero? Who is this dude up on stage who just 10 years ago gave his life to Christ, right? Who five years into his journey was put onto the board here at the River of Life. That is, that's, and every single time, same as with Pastor Jake, I like, are you sure? Are you sure? Me? You're looking, you're talking, to, you're talking to me? I'm the oldest of five children. Um, I l grew up in a divorced family. Uh, my mom met a wonderful man. Um, his name is Scott. His last name is Manly. I mean, the dude was solid. Uh, he loved us with all of his heart. He had a daughter on his, in, in his, a previous marriage, and he married into four more children. And he is a huge part of who I am today with work ethic and with integrity 
and with sincerity and, and defending family. Uh, that dude, he's, he's a six footer, six foot two. And uh, <laughs> I can remember standing in line at a grocery store and uh, this guy giving me some grief, um, high school kid, I was in middle school, and dad, Scott, did not hesitate, walked right up and said, what did you just say to my son? And that made an impression on me. Like, oh my goodness, this dude's going to bat for me. You know, I'm not even his real kid. And that opens the door. People don't know about how much, let me rewind. People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. 100%, you guys. So I grew up in this house with mind control. (laughs) Not witchcraft. I just had this power to lower over my brothers and sisters to do every chore that I was supposed to do. I was a bully. I had a little brother who was four years younger than me who wanted nothing more than to be like me, wanted to be my friend. And I just shoved him away because he was an annoying little brother. You guys, the Ryan that was before told my brother to his face, he actually came here to the river of life before me. He was dating a girl and he fell in love with the Lord and he was getting baptized. And we as a family looked at him and said, dude, you're so dumb. You were baptized already. You were baptized when you were born. What are you getting baptized again for? (sighs) Ignorance is so hurtful. I didn't know it then. I just thought he was doing something to uh, impress this girl, right? And here I sit now with complete faith that him and his family are going to be running through these halls in no time. There's a little bit of a rabbit trail, but on point of who I used to be. Um, I was born with this wonderful natural athletic ability. For whatever reason, I was good at stuff that I wanted to do. And obviously, the stuff I didn't want to do was dumb anyway. I mean, the stuff I wasn't good at was dumb anyway, right? Um, Dudes liked me. I was approachable, had some charm to me, personality. Maybe not charm's the wrong word for these. Uh, And and girls thought I was cute. Man, I, uh, I was... Under four foot, or under five foot and 100 pounds to my freshman summer. <laughs> I was a little guy, yeah. My freshman summer, I broke five foot and 100 pounds. So, um, and because of that, the wrestling team needed some of the lighter weights, and I was able to jump into wrestling, and I was able to build some confidence. I'm trying to instill that in my daughter, Rosalind. Uh, she broke her wrist in the process. Ouch, Lord will heal her. Uh, that's a story all in itself. But I ended up being a spate, Spate, a state place winner at the, at the, in the high school level for wrestling. I, I started my sophomore year and was able to place at state my senior year. That's not very normal, right? Um, I'm the shortest dude on the track team, and I was the MVP my senior year. I say that just to show you how easy it was for me to get into my head. I was the man, right? And the bag of chips. I had a high school girlfriend. I had a high school girlfriend who, in my pipe dream, we were going to be uh, happily ever after. We loved each other, right? We built our uh, schedules around each other. It was disgusting. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, if she wasn't there, I didn't want to be. If I wasn't there, she didn't want to be. Puppy love, yada, yada, yada. Um, and in all the popularity, I throw that up, popularity, I got intermixed with... I mentioned cigarettes, um, marijuana, alcohol. 
pretty normal. It's normal stuff. I'm not um, creating something new. I'm not that rebellious. It's, it's an, unfortunately a normal thing, and, and unfortunately even worse than that. But uh, sexually active in high school and had the world right where I wanted it. It was, a, it was bowing to me everything I wanted I got. I was my mom's favorite. She said it openly. Did nothing but fuel for the fire. Come on, Ryan, you're the best, you're the best, you're the best. Da, 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 da. There were some times in there where I, you know, <laughs> took advantage of that too much, and I was drawn for a whole summer, and, and she, uh, I would like to think, maybe gave up hope on me because I was completely worthless at home. I, if I was at home just to eat and rest to be able to go out and continue my rock star status. But where was the fruit in all of that? What, what was I gleaning from any of that? Where was I finding peace? I was finding peace from the world. I went snowboarding after graduation, like I did. I love to snowboard, still do. And I come back from Colorado, and my high school sweetheart, my future wife, had a boyfriend. <laughs> she was just waiting for me to go so she could make sure that this is what she wanted before she told me the news, right? I was gone for a couple weeks. Uh, and let me, I don't know if you guys have been through heartbreak. It's not fun. Uh, I lost a lot of weight, I wasn't eating. I didn't know where to turn. Yes, I had family and friends to try to console me, um, but all that did was let me buckle up my boots and get back into the bar, right? So I turned to the bottle. I chased the world. Drugs got heavier. Alcohol got more. And um, I had a disrespect for women. And I'm truly sorry for all of that. Um, I was chasing the world to fill a hole that was in the shape of God. I know you guys have heard that before, but that is my story. I was chasing the world to fill a God-shaped hole inside of my heart. And he sat there. I'm sure. I don't know if God cries, but I know I wasn't doing his will for my life. And I could, as I stand here today, I can just, as a dad myself, to want what's best for my child but can't force them to do. <laughs> Here's a funny story. On a surrender note, I love to wrestle around with my kiddos, and I will get them in holds and positions and tickle torture until they say they love me. That's <laughs> so fun. Amen. Daddy, I love you, I love you. Okay, it's good. You know, and if they don't say it, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Right? And I wish God would have just did that. And maybe he was, but I wasn't receptive to it. Right? So I went down that path. I went down that path, and boom, enter April. You know, pastor may be able to come up here and tell you, yes, I'm senior pastor of the River of Life. I get to stand up here and tell you that, yes, I'm Mr. April to Carol. Mmm, <laughs> baby, I love you. Um, I, I would love to tell you guys that life changed when I met April and that every, we, we stepped into our heavily ever after, but we didn't. I, I couldn't give her what I didn't have. Does that make sense? I didn't know what love I thought I knew what love was, but I didn't know what love was. You know, if I see somebody on the street who's, um, you know, homeless, in desperation, need help, anything helps, God bless, and I want to give them 20 bucks, but I only have five, you know, sure, I'm going to give them the five. I just didn't have the 20. Well, similar with April. I wanted to give her love. She deserved the love. She, was, she is an amazing woman and a half and deserved it. Her friend actually told me one day, Ryan, she doesn't deserve better than you. She deserves the best in you. And I still 
tell her that every day. <laughs> Not every day, but when I see her, uh, April's Ryan. Remember when? Yeah, sure do, Ryan, you dummy. Um, so nine, nine years, eight years later, a couple of breakups, we get married. And uh, because I wanted a child, not terrible. April was smart enough to know that I'm not entering into parenthood unless we're married. And I, I agreed to that. I said, okay, let's get married. And uh, I don't know what, I'm not, I didn't grow up in the church, right? I didn't have a religious belief system, but I knew in my heart of hearts that I needed somebody to marry us, not a buddy who got his thing online. I needed God I needed God to ordain this because I wasn't getting into marriage to get a divorce, but I needed God to ordain this so that if I were to fail, I would be failing God. Is that weird? Somebody who was not brought up in the church, ever taught how to pray, ever given the gospel of Christ, I knew that inside of me. Ecclesiastes says that eternity is embedded into our souls, into our hearts. That's a little bit of proof of that right there. I don't know where it came from, but April was like, oh, just in the park. I was like, no, we need to find a minister right, whoever you may be, and praise the Lord that that happened. Um, Nine months later, we have Rosalind, Rosalind Rayella, oh my goodness, I think I like the name Rosalind, I liked Raya, there's a Raya here, yeah, man, I liked Raya, I was voting for Raya, she's like, I really like Rosalind Rayella, and I said, well, they're gonna be calling her Roz, that's terrible, right? But now you look at her, she's nothing but Raz. She's our little Razi. She can't, nothing against Raya. She's totally a Raya. You got a Raya. You got the Raya, we got the Razi. After that, network marketing came knocking on my door. You guys familiar with that? I say that kind of in a negative leading connotation, but I assure you, the leadership and the integrity and the business model that they have truly is phenomenal. You truly do have to put in the work. You truly do have to change as a person in order to become successful in said thing. So I repent before you because I've done it. And if anybody in here has this false connotation that network marketing is a pyramid scheme, so is everything else that you're a part of, I promise you. Right? There's a hierarchy of everything. So I'm just saying that because I'm no longer in the business, but I am pro the business. It is a wonderful model. It gives people hope. It gives people community. They are all pro-life. They are, and I mean pro-life as in, yes, let's go do you know, what we're called to do. Let's not just sit in the stands, right? They, they're motivated. And that's, that sparked my um, relationship with, with God. So if anybody knows the model, it heavily, your success heavily depends on um, networking and resourcing your fa- friends and family. April and I got married. We had 500 people on the guest list, right? Over 300 showed up. Right? Who wants to pay for 300 people's food? I did, I guess. Right? <laughs> but we, you know, that was, that was how I was going to be sick. This is a good wedding because look at all the people that came. You know, that's where I was finding my, my piece at. And so with that, I came into this company on fire. Like, oh my goodness, I'm going to break every record this company's ever had. Like, people love me. So I went out and I was making the calls and I, was, I wasn't knocking on the doors, but I was making the calls and getting to the meetings and getting people to see it and da-da-da-da-da, super excited, super excited. People were saying, no, not a big deal. People were saying, no, not a big deal. And then after like a couple months, 
I just, I opened my eyes to, why isn't anybody supporting me? You know, I thought you guys were my friend. Like, ma, ma, buy this from me. What are you doing, right? They didn't like sales guy, right? Nobody likes a salesman, right? You know, I had a conversation last night that a baby is the best salesman in the world because that little thing will cry and cry and cry until you give you what it wants, right? That's <laughs> the truth. So that's what I was doing. That was what I was trying to do. I was just a gnat in people's ears, and it was very unattractive. And it woke me up to who I was and what I was building my, my life on. And the people around me were simply acquaintances, not true friends. Um, even a true friend would at least just sit down and, and hear me out, not be like, yeah, oh, Ryan, I heard from so-and-so that you were doing this and blah. You know, so it was very, very hurtful. Um, and then enter, <laughs> I keep saying enter, Randy Waldner. Some of you here remember Randy Waldner. Yeah, buddy. Big old German dude. He, uh, he was radically saved a year or so before I, I was going to peak him with this business. And uh, as I went to talk to him about it, he saw me through the eyes of Christ. He saw the hurt without me crying or whining or nothing. He just saw me. I knew him from the trades. He's a carpenter. And I knew him from the party scene. He used to party. And um, he listened. And he, I think he even picked up one of the services. And then he saw my struggle. And he didn't say, Ryan, I found God, and I think that's what you're missing. He said, hey, I want you to meet somebody. <laughs> so good. I want you to meet somebody. I said, oh, like, who, what? Somebody else, want, somebody else want some of this? You know? He's like, come to church with me Sunday. I was like, Really? church? He's like, yeah, come to church with me Sunday. So I thought he had a church buddy who was also in the business and was going to be able to give me some tips on how to become successful and be able to quit my job, right? And to just rely on this. So I come to church. And ladies and gentlemen, if him, I could have swore that he and the pastor had just a meeting the night before and recon about, all right, there's this dude coming. All right, he's struggling with this, he's struggling with this, he's struggling with this, and da da da, you know, the list goes on. And the pastor went up there and just gracefully spoke about all that and how, told, told me how Jesus was the key. I found myself the very first six weeks here at the River of Life um, in a puddle of tears, raising my hand every single time to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Yes, I want that. You know, I didn't know, like, I already did it, so I didn't have to do it again. But, that, you know, yes, yes, that's me again. I need that, I need that, yes, yes, pastor, yes, I need that. You know, and then, you know, week seven, I'm, you know, I can raise my hands and this and that. But the journey, um, sitting right over there, actually. The stage used to be over there. Wow, it's how God moves. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. <clears throat> so my born-again date is in April, of 2012 is when I accepted Jesus into my, into my heart. And you guys, in that time, I fell in love with my wife. I can't downplay that because I finally knew what love was. So I could, so I could give it to her. And, and it was so funny because I went so head over heels for ACN and all of a sudden now I'm head over heels for God and she's just like, what is going on with you? <laughs> Right? People are looking from the back going, man, this is a phase he's going through. He's a new dad. He's not liking his job, yada, yada, yada. This will fade out. Um, it was cool. <clears throat> so I, 
I just want to pay 100% thanks to Randy, and I want to encourage you guys that don't ever underplay your authority. Don't ever underplay the light that you have as an ambassador of Christ. If anybody doesn't know what the word ambassador means, it means that wherever you go, you carry that authority of who he who sent you, of they who sent you, right? Familiar with that? Everywhere that I walk, in this church, outside this church, heaven is with me. I can walk into a room with complete zero Christianity, but I make the majority because I bring God. Does that make sense? And it isn't just me. It's you guys too. The warriors, the soldiers, the whosoevers. Oh, it's so good. The whosoevers, that's us. We band together. You're my tribe, right? There's, I'm not saying our church is the best, but I'm saying that our church is the best because it's the only church I've ever been a part of. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't know. I thank you guys for being here and continuing to come here and growing roots because in these roots, we're gonna be able to stand the storm that is coming, right? We stand on faith. We stand on a foundation that is never gonna fail us and his name is Jesus Christ. Right? We stand there firm and in boldness and in, hum in humility that it isn't of us. If it was of us, we would have to expect them to make it of them. And by them, I mean those who are lost. Right? We're simply loving. People don't care what we know until they know we care. So we're just that ear. We're just that hug. We're just that phone call, that text, that high five. So my yes was an invitation to his more. I boast only in the Lord as I stand before you, not quite 11 years old in my walk. I asked, I was asked in the very beginning, Ryan, I think that um, you would make a good usher. Do you want to usher? Would you, would you help us usher? And I said, yes. So in that, I got to meet new people, right? Got to get to be more familiar with the congregation. And then, he, then they asked, Ryan, we need some more youth leaders. Would you, would you be interested in, in helping the youth? My boy Isaac, bro, he is like one of my first youth students. By mine, I mean, I was in the class with him, you know, in the group. Um, and bro, thank you so much for coming. It means so much to me. Uh, oh, golly, God is so good. You know, the youth group, I don't know where kids like that were when I was growing up. The kids who went to church when I was growing up had a drug problem. You guys heard this? Their parents drug them there. That's the only reason why they were there, <laughs> Right? It really, you know, they weren't, they didn't choose to be there. They wanted to be there for whatever it was, confirmation. Man, when I get confirmed, grandma's gonna give me a hundred bucks and all the stuff. You know, that's, that was the joy. That was the joy of the friends that I had who went to church. So I didn't hear this gospel message. I didn't know that these kids um, existed, children. Kids are baby goats. Um, and on the youth aspect, I just real quick, standing before me, who did transition, who I look up to with the utmost respect, and people come to jobs because they have to make a, a living. People come to work because they're forced to. We are blessed with a group of pastors that come because they're called, Amen. that come because it is their life mission and there is no toil in their work. They do it from their heart. And Lupe, you are a wonderful example of that. Let's break this up with some of this. 100%. Oh, Ryan, you want to get baptized? Mm, I was already baptized. Yeah, but did you say you wanted to get baptized or did they just dunk you? 
I don't even think they dunked me. I think they just, you know, did the, the thing. I said, yes. And here's where surrender started. Salvation is free, but maturity is expensive. It's a constant battle. That enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He failed. He failed. He thought he was going to win at that cross, you guys, and he failed. So his only hope is to get us to believe, to fall for a belief system that we aren't worthy, that we'll never amount to nothing, that sex, drugs, and rock and roll is the only joy we'll ever find. So after I was baptized, I um, wanted this reason to celebrate. And here comes the old Ryan stirring up. Dude, come on, it's not hurting nobody, you're not driving. Go ahead, let's get drunk. All right, you're right, it's not a big deal, let's get drunk. And uh, at this point, I'm a non-smoker now for a year maybe, not quite a year. And I'm sitting at the bar, and I'm drinking, and I'm not drunk by no means, but I'm drinking. And again, you guys, no condemnation. Okay, this is my battle. This was my struggle. And I went out, and I bummed a smoke from a buddy, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, da-da-da-da-da. And in mid-conversation, I have the cigarette in my hand, and it dawns on me. Ryan, what are you doing? Like I said, that cigarette wasn't sending me to hell, but that was my old life. This is what I turned to before for celebrating. I'm not proud to tell you that I'm a non-smoker to this day, but I'm very well wanting to encourage you that you, if you have an addiction, if you have something that you're turning to other than Jesus, you need to just give it to him and he's gonna take it. And don't ask for it back. You are free and clear. Who he sets free is what? Free. Indeed. Hallelujah, right? Oh. <clears throat> Alcohol was a little bit bigger. You know, I thought... You know, I was a blackout drunk before I became a Christian, and then I was just a social drunk, and it was fine because, you know, I made it to work every day, my bills were paid, I wasn't hurting anybody, I had a wonderful wife who knew not to drink so we could get home and drive, and um, it wasn't until one night I was, got into a confrontation with a drunk person, and uh, I ended up with my knee on their chest and dumping my beer on their face. This is a born-again Christian doing this, right? And I, thought, I got up from that angry, right, at myself, at what was going on. I walked away from everybody, had to get calmed down. I had the wrong spirits in me, right? And that morning when I woke up, I knew, God, take this from me. I don't ever want to touch it again. And I have much gratification that alcohol has not touched my lips since then. And so God took it, and I thank him for that. Never made one good decision. Every bad decision I ever made was on that stuff. Why? Why did I keep? Why I held on to that so long, right? Um, <laughs> I saw an interview for Clint Eastwood, and he just turned 94, I think, last year. And the interviewer asked him, hey, what, what are you going to do this year? Well, I think I'm going to, you know, I'm going to produce a movie. I'm going to direct a movie. And the interviewer was just like, how do, how do you keep going, Clint? He says, every morning that I wake up, the old man comes knocking and I don't let him in. Oh, we could all do that. Well, I could definitely do that. That old man's gonna come knocking. He isn't of us. We don't have a sin problem, ladies and gentlemen. Jesus solved that problem at Calvary, okay? We enter in his rest. 
we enter into his rest and that's how, that's how this, um, this works. That's how we find success is through his rest and through his peace. In our weakness, we are made strong because he provides. If we only do what we know we can do, what faith is that? Brothers and sisters, continue, continue. So I said yes, and I was invited to more of his. This is our confidence, family, that when we ask anything in his name, he will hear us. And if we have faith that he hears us, we may know that we have what we have asked for. That faith of the mustard seed is all it takes. We don't have to cram mountain-moving faith into this mustard seed. We simply plant it and watch it grow. And it grows when we step into it. Or was it over here? Right? Not by our efforts. By submission. By letting God do what he's always wanted to do. God's will for our lives is that we never ate from that fruit. You know that? Communion. Send the spirit. Let go of our fleshly eyes. Father, take the scales away from our eyes that we may see in the spirit how perfect we are. I don't want to look in the mirror and see how perfect I am. I want to look in the mirror and see how perfect you are and see you looking at me perfectly. That's the call, ladies and gentlemen. That's what's going to bring peace. That's what's going to breed signs, miracles, and wonders is the perfection that we have in Christ. All his promises are yes and amen. I like to change amen to consider it done. Consider it done. Rest assured. There's been a saying that uh, has been um, tacking my ear the last couple uh, years, and it's that, that is the best is yet to come. The best we can say it, it could be cliche, but to me it has meaning because the best is yet to come. Every day that I wake up and I spend intimate time with our Heavenly Father, I get to know Him more. I fit into that image that He created me into, and it's so good. Ain't no high like the most high family. It is so good. So what is today was better than yesterday. I have nothing but to expect the best is yet to come because I'm going to continue to step into that. I encourage you, ladies and gentlemen, and and brothers and sisters, to follow me as I follow Christ. I echo that from Paul. Yeah? That's gonna be our victory. We are the ecclesia. The gates of hell should not stand against us. They will not prevail. What we say goes. We have authority. It is given to us. Don't underplay that. There's a hurting world out there that doesn't need you to solve their problems. They just need you to love them. And God will solve them. I'd be remiss if I didn't invite, make an altar call this this, uh, morning. Almost said evening. It's kind of dark in here. To... To anybody in here who would like to enter into that relationship, who would like to enter into that rest. So could everybody please bow their heads, close their eyes. Just This isn't for um, anything other than a, a time of privacy for, for whoever this is preaching to and the Lord. If you're in here today and you've never given your, your life to Jesus Christ, if you've never said, yes, I want the more that you have for me, um, I've been trying to do it on my own, and it's not working. If that's you, could you please just raise your hand and put it down real quick? 
There's no judgment here. There's one, thank you. There's a, a great peace, a free gift that our Heavenly Father gives us. And all he wants is our heart, our submission to enter into that. Anybody else? The next um, call I have is for anybody in here who pastor released um, all that we should surrender last week. And I don't think that we need to keep beating that because I believe when we say amen, it really is amen. But it doesn't mean that we can't partner up with somebody. So at the end of service, before I dismiss you guys, um, some of the ministry team is going to come up. And if you have uh, something that you want to um, release and, and partner up with, Please, don't hold back. It's your yes that's going to give him more. But everybody, together with me, if you would, um, let's pray, especially if you raise your hand to receive salvation this day. Today is your day, and right now, right now, there is the biggest hug. You are receiving the greatest joy in the heavens. Father, we thank you so very much for your plan in our lives. We thank you for your work on the cross. Yes, Lord, we thank you so very much for um, entering into our hearts. God, thank you for the forgiveness of sin. And thank you for this new life that I'm about to embark on. We say yes to you, Lord. And we surrender that, is not, that which is not of you. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, come on, celebrate with me for that one hand that went up. Let's go. Come on. You guys, I want to thank you so much for <laughs> being here for my first um, sermon. And I want you to know that you guys killed it. You did so good. We love you guys. You are officially dismissed. If you need prayer, please come up. And uh, have a great, great week. Be blessed and Lord be with you.